stairwell is perfect for singing. For the longest time. Come on. I haven't had enough fear Hey everybody, and welcome to Western New York Brews, Buffalo's beer and brewing podcast. My name is Scott. I'm a home brewer just outside of Buffalo, New York. On this episode, we're going to be talking about beerology. I have some of the interviews that I recorded at Beerology and the Buffalo Niagara Brewers Association Brewers Invitational out at New York Beer Project. So we have those two events and some of the interviews that went on there. Both events are some of my favorite beer events in Buffalo. Beerology is extremely cool. It's at the Buffalo Museum of Science. If it's not every local brewery, it feels like it's every local brewery. Plus, you have some regional breweries and even some national breweries there. Uh, sampling beers at Beerology that that maybe they made for that event or are one-offs, and it's it's cool to taste those beers. But the interviews that I have on here are some of the experiments that some of the homebrew clubs were doing. Uh, so I have Das Hausbrauers was the uh, homebrew club that I'm a member of. And our experiment had to do with water. So we made two separate pale ales, one with untreated buffalo water and one with treated buffalo water and allowed people to taste those. Then we also uh, doctored. <laughs> then we also added minerals to distilled water to replicate the mineral content of various historical brewing cities. So when you came up to our table, you could spin a wheel of water and it would come up with uh, Pilsen, for example, and you would drink a small taste of the water that we had uh, altered to be similar to water in Pilsen uh, in the Czech Republic. Or you would drink Burton-upon-Trent water from the United Kingdom, those would be the two uh, opposite ends of the spectrum. Pilsen being very soft water and Burton-upon-Trent being very hard water. And you could try those different waters at our table. That was our experiment. But I also talked to Crooked Lamp Post uh, out of Eden, also members of the Das Hausbrauers. But they also have their own thing going on, and they were working on yeast. We talked to the Trocare College uh, brewing program about leaving beers in various conditions, you know, keeping beer at 80 degrees for two weeks, packaged beer, and uh, keeping it cool for two weeks and seeing the differences uh, specifically in IBUs. We also talked to the Sultans of Swig, who had their triangle tasting event the same as they did last year, but with new variables this year. For example, they changed the pH of one of the beers and they gave you three of them and you had to be able to tell which one was the one that they uh, altered. I also hung out with the Your Brain on Hops guys, which you can hear on one of uh, West New York Brews past episodes, but also check out that podcast on Your Brain on Hops. And speaking of other podcasts, if you're into beer podcasts, then you should please check out the Hopped Up Network. It's at hoppedupnetwork.com. It is a podcast network of which I am a proud member, and it is comprised of independent local beer podcasts across the country. Ever-growing, ever-changing, ever-improving. Check out the Hopped Up Network. In fact, 
Here's a clip of one of the shows that you can look forward to. If you are looking for more beer podcasts, just like the one you're listening to right now, then head on over to hoppedupnetwork.com. We are a podcast network focused on our local craft beer communities. Here's a quick example of one of the many podcasts you will find. Hey, this is The Voice. I'm here interrupting one of your favorite podcasts to tell you all about mine. If you're a fan of craft beer, independent music, pop culture, and laughing at inappropriate things, then you should check out Drunken Lullabies, brought to you by Distilled Brewery. New episodes are available on draft every Sunday, so you can spend the Sabbath getting tipsy along with us. We try beers, play songs, and laugh our asses off. So go on, indulge yourself, and become a part of Drunkamaniac Nation. And if craft beer and music aren't your thing, you can listen to Drunk at the Movies every Wednesday, brought to you by Iron Spike Brewing Company. Listen to me and my friends provide our own alcohol-fueled commentary tracks to some of our favorite movies, unedited and uncensored. You don't have to be drunk to enjoy these movies, but it doesn't hurt. Until next time, this is The Voice saying, may your music be loud, and may your beers be cold. So just like always, or I try to always, I want to read you a review. And again, if you wouldn't mind supporting the podcast in whatever way, shape or form you can go to WNYBrews forward slash support. And there are a bunch of ways that you can support the podcast there. Most of them are free, take very little time. You could always support in a monetary fashion. And that's patreon.com forward slash WNYBrews. However, one of the simplest and free ways to support this podcast is simply by rating and reviewing in iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever podcast program you're using. So here is a podcast review all the way back from August 15th, 2016 by scottcarlson.me. And I looked up that web address to see if I could plug Scott Carlson in thank you for, for leaving a review although uh, it doesn't seem to be a valid address. So it's from Apple Podcasts, uh, scottcarlson.me on August 15, 2016. And he says, five-star review. I love the style of this podcast, the interviews and the beer drinking. It's five o'clock somewhere, uh, smiley face emoji. So this is a perfect example of this. Interviews and beer drinking at Beerology. And then as soon as we're done listening to these, which have questionable quality audio because it's a really, really (laughs) loud event with a lot of people. But after we're done listening to the Beerology ones, we're going to listen to the Brewer's Invitational up at New York Beer Project. And I'll tell you about that one after you get to hear these. Thank you. (laughs) You know, a while back, we did an episode with Western New York Brews. We did a collaboration podcast between the two of us, two-part episode. One on our good friend Scott's side, and then he came to our side and he did our show. And he is back here. He is recording also at Beerology 2018. Beerology. Did I come to your place? No, we, we just did them all in one place. We did it at yeah. your place. Your okay. place, your place is way too cool for us not to record podcasts. And then we just yeah. went, all right, yes. yeah. new podcast. Yeah. We talked for two hours, called it two episodes. I remember that. All right. <laughs> had, a, had a day. <laughs> You haven't invited us back yet. What's that about? <laughs> uh, That's really why you're on right now. We your show, and then when we did ours, I blew out our mics. <laughs> nice. Have you tried anything yet? The what have you tried? How about the Das Hasbrauer one? Oh, I heard those guys are terrible. I had the 
cherry. It's not a great beer, but that's not the point. Well, one of them isn't, right? And why is the other one not? wasn't okay? Well, the other one is okay too, but it's still they both got rushed through. So what did the uh, Das Haus do? So the Das Haus we had two beers. One was uh, treated. I filtered it. I threw in some Camden tablets to get rid of any extra chlorine after the carbon filtering. And then I put uh, 12 grams of gypsum in there. The other one was just straight tap water. Like out of a hose. A drinking water hose, not like a normal garden hose. But that's hose, not a bad still. thing because Buffalo has wonderful water. It does. However, you can taste the difference. There's there's a little bit of a chlorine taste to it. Definitely got the chlorine. Yeah. Yep. Because everyone will tell you, oh yeah, well, if you got good water, you got it'll make good beer. And then as soon as you're standing next to them, they're like, here's the Camden tablet that I throw in. Be like, whoa, 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 what do you mean? You threw in a Camden tablet. Like, well, yeah, good water makes good beer, but you got to do this to it. All right, well, then explain a little bit further. Oh, plus I leave my water out overnight because then the chlorine evaporates and you're left with... <laughs> but good water makes good beer. That's all you should remember. Remember, this Don't. is called Beerology Tonight. There's going to be a lot of nerd talk. There's, yes. This was, yeah, but I was confused as to why they would tell me just use tap water. And then I'm watching everyone else treating their water. Even the simplest bits of treating are like... Why wouldn't you tell me that? I would do that. Buy a Camden tablet and throw it in. Okay, so then when it comes to water, yeah. difference of tap water, throwing your Camden tablet or just buying your... Or just sprints, buy your water. Just buy the water, which gets really kind of freaking expensive, which I remember right? my first beer. The people who tell you that, I'm fine with that. Just go buy a spring water, because yeah, why not, right? Because there's no chlorine. There's no chlorine in that. So the Sultans, can you tell us what your experiment is tonight? Yeah, basically we have three flights of three beers. In each flight, there are two beers that are the same and one beer that is not the same or different. <laughs> and we're trying to see if people can guess what one is different. And the three that you had, the first sample was uh, you had two beers, or I'm sorry, you had three beers total, and one or two of them you messed with the pH and lowered the pH. The second one, you had three beers, one or two of them you messed with the uh, gluten content, you reduced the gluten. And then the third one was a different hop. And the third one was the easiest one for me, between Saz and Mosaic. But uh, the gluten-reduced one was a crapshoot. There is no way I could tell on that. Have you tried them? I have not, actually. Okay. I've been out here uh, working very hard, as you can tell. Right. But that's good to know, because if there's ever a gluten issue in your family or yeah. friends, you know that you can do that and help them out. They can still enjoy your beer. Top-down view of the effects of what's going to happen with a preconditioned beer. Um, is it going to be better in the trunk of your car? Right. Is it going to be better in the fridge? Probably or, not in the trunk of your car, right? Well, it depends. Is it Keystone or is it one of the four local breweries that we work with? Keystone in the trunk of their car? Uh, well, Nobody here should have a Keystone in the trunk of their car. So what we did is we did a full IBU analysis on everything in these beers to see if the can really said what it was. Okay. Right? That's a good test right there, man. It's the first time that we found in any documentation that this test has been done. So this huh. is our pilot test. So we put them all in. Four local breweries. We did a wheat beer. We did a lager. 
an IPA and a double IPA. All right. Did our controls, and that's in our first columns over there. You can see, obviously, your wheat beer is lower, and up to your double IPA at 79. Yeah, yeah. All right. We kept them in controlled environments uh, in an incubator, the fridge at Trocare College, and the kitchen at room temperature, which is always ungodly, like 80 degrees. Yeah. Okay. And then we did photospectrometer analysis on it with our uh, professor, Brian Barrows, and saw how they either dropped, stayed the same, or whatever. Our initial thoughts were, of course, anything hot's going to drop. Yeah, right? man. You know, drop it if it's hot. <laughs> and it did. But in the larger beers, our double IPA, it dropped massively from 79 to 34.5. And Cold. that's in the 113 degree Fahrenheit yeah, sample. Yeah, that was in the incubation sample. In our cold, at 37 degrees in our refrigerator, it only dropped down to 58.5. Yeah. All right, so now in our room temperature, we still dropped down to 65.5 after two weeks, but the percentage rate wasn't as massive. Yeah. So necessary cold storage on your IPAs? I really don't even know. Yeah, I've been trying to brown nose and meet people all over the place. <laughs> so our overall results, two breweries have to ship their stuff cold in cold trucks and pass that savings on to the consumers? Yeah. Not necessarily, you know. As long as they can get it out within two weeks. Within two weeks. It's, that, that, that was our guideline that we had to get ready for this, you know. Nice. After the presentations that uh, our professor Brian did, um, well, he was getting ready for comparison of hops grown in Yakima Valley, yes. Willamette brand, uh, breed, or New Prairie, North Collins. He, All right. He brewed two beers. We got them here. You should probably try these out. Can I try those out? Yeah. Here. We'll do a little sensory with you. Because that's another one of our classes. That's awesome. So. All right, can I guess? I'm not reading. They're the same, except the same for... Yeah, uh, Blondale, just two-row, uh, same hop scheduling, everything like that. Willamette hops, that's it. It's like a tea. It tastes like wine. Yeah. This one is spicier. They're... I don't know. They're virtually indistinguishable. There's New a difference. York, Washington. Go back up to the table, okay? All right. Spicier, clove-like. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for it. Brian's presentation on it's actually really good. It is serving them up. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, I love this. This is one of my favorite events. This stuff I've is never awesome. Been to it. Right. Yeah, it's my first time. Yeah. yeah. How's Crooked Lamppost going tonight? Good, man. We've got a good spot. Have you tried Crooked Lamppost yet? I did. It's delicious. It's good stuff. Which yeah. one did you try? The, the Mangrove Jack, the same Belgian, hop, the same. English. What else you got? I think I had the Belgian. It was really good. I, I remember correctly. Really good. There's a Belgian. There's a Cal Common. There's a uh, Empire L. You and got like a US05 over there? Yeah. I've never had that yeast. How's yeah, that I don't one? even know. It's. I think it's foreign. All right. I've never heard of it. Yeah. We just found it. In the back of your fridge, actually. Yeah. There's a bunch of them in the back of my fridge. <laughs> what, what beer should we have? You gotta do them all. You gotta do them all. Yeah. Which is the re this one. USO5. This start with this guy. It's all different. It's, it's the same base beer. So it's okay. a real simple pale ale. Um, everything's the same. Grain, hops, 
water profile, fermentation's all exactly the same. Let's talk and work for the only thing we switched up was the yeast. So this would be the most like traditional to style. Yeah. Very low hop profile, and there, there's a reason for it. So why'd you go with the mangrove jack on the other ones? It was in the fridge. All right. Yeah. Uh, and we, we wanted to try and do four different yeasts that, were, that we felt were. Just Thank you to everyone who talked to me at Burology. Now we're going to get into some interviews from brewers up at the Buffalo Niagara Brewers Association Brewers Invitational in New York Beer Project. And this is also one of my favorite events of the year because the brewers really bring special beers to this one. You should check it out. You should go to buffaloniagrabrewersassociation.org forward slash events to find out about all the events from the BNBA. But the Brewers Invitational is a really special one. This one was back on February 17th. So I, I wasn't able to use all of the audio because my question that I posed to the brewers was, tell me what beers you have coming out in the spring and summer. And spring, man, just feels like it never hits. So I'm recording this on April 20th, and I had expected to put this episode out much sooner, but it just didn't work out that way. So if events had already passed that people were talked about, I didn't put that one in. But you still hear about the various uh, beers that people are making for spring and summer, and everybody is bringing something special to this event. Check it out for next year at the uh, Buffalo Niagara Brewers Association.org forward slash events. Let's get into those interviews now. 12 Gates Brewing, Williamsville, New York. Tell me what you got coming up. What we have coming up. Uh, we're just releasing our spring IPA. It's a Windforge IPA. We've done a big overhaul of it, so it's even softer and smoother. A lot of pineapple and a lot of papaya on there. Other than that, uh, we're working on a Hefeweizen for spring and then a Rattler, a grapefruit Rattler based off of that Hefeweizen. So we're still doing trials on that. Tell me what's going on at Thin Man coming up in the spring and the summer. Oh, so many new beers. Uh, we have, I don't know, three or four new IPAs in the tanks right now. We've got a really fun uh, multi lager with experimental hops. It's kind of like a orange chocolate and tropical fruit bomb. Tons of new beers. Tons and tons of new beers. Having fun, keeping busy. So what you have to do to get the nice spot here? You got the whole bar. We just, we lucked out. I don't, I have no idea how it works, but... Um, Thank you very much to New York Beer Project for giving us a spot at a beer festival with, like, working plumbing. This is spoiled. Can we talk about what you got going on in Hamburg coming sure. up in the spring and summer? What do you got? Spring and summertime? Well, we, uh, we're going to be uh, releasing our 2-2 mango, mango ale here before too long. Um, our black IPA called No Lux is making its triumphant return. Uh, we're really really happy about that that's going to be in 16 ounce cans starting probably about a week or two weeks from now actually we're really excited about that i didn't know it was gone it was gone it's been gone for about two years now yeah okay. yeah so, i've been there a bunch of two years i just <laughs> yeah i'm not very observant it's, apparently it's hard to keep track of everything all at once yeah absolutely absolutely thank you yes today we're showcasing our polynomial pale ale which we were just canning, along with our Allegheny IPA. Um, as well, we brought with us today is the Russian Imperial Stout, very signature, very unique and limited. Um, our head brewer, Craig Clark, infused some vanilla, golden raisins, 
as well as um, some dark chocolates and plums as well. So it's going to be really delicious. Um, we got some big activities coming up this spring, summer. We have our, our brew fest coming up July 15th, or July 14th, sorry, from 2 to 6. It's going to be amazing. After party, live music. We have our anniversary coming up May 7th. Um, check us out. Um, and we have a lot of delicious, unique activities and beverages coming up for you guys. So come and check it out. It's going down on the banks of the Allegheny in the Enchanted Mountains, Four Mile Brewing for Life, baby. <laughs> Big Ditch Brewing Company, East Huron Street, Buffalo. What do I got coming up spring and summer? So uh, we've got uh, another batch of Lock IPA 3363 coming out probably three weeks or so, so that's good. We got Squeezer, our dry hop kettle sour coming up around March 1st, so that's nice, nice beer, yep. Uh, let's see, we probably have Lock IPA 4 probably coming up or maybe around April 1st or so, so that which actually we brought basically the pilot batch of that here today, which we call Dave's New England IPA, but it'll be called something different by the time we put it in cans. Uh, and then after that, oh, we, we're adding, we're putting two more tanks in the brewery, so we have a, sort of a mini, very small expansion project going on right No, no, no space. Like just, just a little bit of space for that, but, but just enough. So uh, that'll keep us sort of moving forward this year. So, and then we're just gonna hold on and see what happens. So that's, that's kind of how it's gonna go. At Brickyard Brewing Company. Uh, about Galaxy Pilsner, which is, it's gonna lager for a long time. Then we're gonna bring it back up temp and dry hop it. I love it. Right, and we're doing a noble pilsner too, so it's all going to be Saz, Tet, uh, Spalter, Middlefra. Like we're going to hammer it, dry hop, and and we literally lagered it, cleared it out, brought it back up, going to dry hop it and recirculate. So not grassy, like super floral, spicy, fruity. We're not messing around. Yeah. So what do you got today? What are you bringing? Uh, fresh batch of the White Bronco IPA, you know, Amarillo, Citra, Eldorado, Galaxy, Mosaic, so hammered. Yeah, and then our Belgian quad stained glass number one that we aged on figs. So it was already figgy, now it's extra figgy. It's super figgy. I want to try the super figgy Belgian. Way too easy drinking for 11%. Yeah? Yeah. No, like I said, I've So I'm here with Paul from 5 and 20 Spirits. Uh, can you tell me what you got going on in the spring and summer? Yeah, so the spring and summer are exciting months for us. You know, we're on the, the Lake Erie Wine Trail down in the Chautauqua Lake region. So that's when people finally started to come out of hibernation and like to drink wine and beer. Um, we're a distillery, a winery, and a brewery, so we have a lot of interesting projects going on at all times. Um, our newest thing with live music might be that you can have a barrel room jam session, so we invite the public into our barrel house right in the distillery and you sit there you listen to live music drink beer drink spirits it's an awesome thing um on the beer side you know we're forever exploring the flavors of barrels so we source our own barrels right on premise so anything from rye whiskey barrel aged stuff to bourbon barrel aged stuff to red wine barrel aged stuff you know we're trying it all right now i feel like that's the next level in beer so New York Beer Project, Lockport, New York. Uh, we got a green tea and honey saison beer. We're actually doing another collab with um, 
drawing a blank here. The ice cream come Perry's ice cream. Sorry, uh, superhero. So I don't know if you ever had that ice cream. It's like cherry, bubble gum, blue raspberry. So we're gonna try and do uh, kettle sour, brewed with um, lemon peel, uh, dried fruits, and then aged on some tart cherries and maybe some blueberries and raspberries as well. Uh, probably a Belgian saison or some sort of that. We're doing some test batching right now, kind of figure out what yeast strain works out best. And then uh, I don't know. We got a lot of different stuff coming out. We got more double IPAs. We're doing uh, carrot cake. That's an imperial brown ale. Uh, that's coming out in March. We got our Irish beers coming out. Um, we're bringing our supernatural back, our passion fruit sour. And uh, you know, we got a few things up our sleeves. I'll keep hidden, but uh, we, got, we got a lot of nice stuff coming out. Ellicottville Brewing Company, Ellicottville, New York. Coming up in the spring and summer. Yeah, so we brought uh, two pretty interesting beers. Um, the reason we chose these two is they had a local aspect to them. So both of them have uh, Niagara cherries in them. So our first, our first one is a Brett Barrel Aged Cherry Goza. So that's our regular, our regular Imperial Cherry Goza, which is 8.3%. And we put it into wine barrels for two years with some Britannomyces. And it got up to uh, nine, nine and a half percent. So yeah, it's got a nice Brett character. Sorry, the other beer is uh, it's our Manhattan Ale, so it's a strong ale. So Say Manhattan Ale. Manhattan. Yep. So the R and D on that was really fun. We, uh, you know, we, we sat around the bar and had Manhattan cocktails, and we we're like, how can we make a beer taste like a Manhattan cocktail? So we brewed a strong ale. It's 14 and a half percent. Put it in bourbon barrels for eight months with uh, bitter spices, so coriander, cardamom, a little bit of orange peel, and uh, cherry juice and came out really great. Tastes just like a Manhattan cocktail. This is the second year in a row we've done that. Well, you guys just brewed the Wise IPA again, right? Uh, well, we just re-released it, the, the Wise Choice winning IPA. Uh, but so I have a, a great Kevin, Kevin uh, Wise story. So Kevin became a gr pretty good buddy of mine, and he was going to Vermont, and he asked me if uh, I wanted any beer from the scene. So I pulled a $100 bill out of my pocket and said, just give me 100 bucks worth of beer, whatever you can, as much heady, whatever. Uh, so, so he goes up there and, and he comes back and he goes, uh, all right, I was able to get you eight heady toppers, which is great. And he goes, and I brought a bag of, a, of a mixed assorted pack of other beers and he hold, and we're in my backyard, we're grilling, we're chilling. He lifts up the bag and I go, Kevin, there's a rip in that bag. And he goes, where? And as he says that his heady topper that he brought for himself falls out of the bag, hits my driveway and immediately cracks open and starts spraying out in the air. And he goes. So he picks it up, he keys it, and he shotguns a heady topper in front of me, right? We're all dying laughing, and he finishes the beer, and he goes, damn, that's a good beer, and he just throws it again. So anytime, God rest his soul, that I, I hear about Kevin Wise, that's my Kevin Wise story. I miss that guy dearly, yeah. So. Can I get you to talk about what you got coming out in the spring and summer? Oh, jeez. What do I got coming out in the spring and summer? Um, <laughs> well, we just released a uh, uh, at Riverworks, which is our newest location. We just released a multigrain stout, uh, which is really cool. So uh, one, one thing I really try to do over there is uh, brew beers that are, are traditional in the sense of of being true to our roots. So we're built in an old grain silo downtown. Uh, so all of my, my beers over there have a multi-grain aspect to them. Our light beer is a cream ale, which has corn in it. Uh, we have a traditional German Hefeweizen, which obviously has wheat. 
Um, even even our IPA has wheat in it. We try to use all these different grains to brew different types of beer down there. Uh, so I dreamed up this idea a couple years ago to brew a multi-grain stout, which is a stout with barley, uh, oatmeal, rye, wheat, and corn. So there's actually five different grains in the beer itself. Um, uh, and and so uh, we just released that uh, like yesterday, which is really cool. Um, we have an intern who uh, is into brewing traditional English style pale ales, but with a modern twist. So we just brewed like a, basically an East Coast IPA with him uh, that we call Intern IPA. It's got a, a Simcoe and Amarillo hops in it, uh, English yeast, uh, a little bit of caramel malt. So kind of a classic. Um, it would have been a, a mind-blowing beer in 1997, but uh, uh, it's going to be a really great beer for 2018. So, um, uh, uh, but but a little bit more in that nice, balanced, traditional sort of style, uh, 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 moderate alcohol, pale ale kind of thing. Um, as far as Riverworks goes, that's the plan over there. Uh, at Pearl Street, we uh, every year around this time it gets a little bit slower for us. Uh, and we have a little more time to let. It's just the winter in the restaurant industry, so so the Sabres season right now isn't going so hot. So uh, yeah, you know it is what it is. But um, it's not as busy this time of year as it is in the summer, for example. So um, so we have time to actually brew a traditional lager over there, uh, and we do one a year. I love really hoppy lagers. Uh, and we do a Czech Pilsner over there uh, once a year that we actually let age for eight weeks. Um, so, so we just brewed that a couple weeks ago. Um, it was actually the featured beer at my wedding when I got married. We called it to hop and to hold. Uh, but uh, uh, so, so we have that coming up. That'll be our Czech Pilsner coming up soon. Um, we we still have a little bit of our gingerbread cookie brown ale left. Uh, our Imperial train wreck, our 20th anniversary train wreck, we brewed. Um, and we have a black IPA that we just released that's super light bodied, super easy drinking, but midnight black, brewed with tons of Simcoe and Chinook. So nice pine, uh, piney, dank, really, really great um, hop character for that style beer. And then our Scotch Ale is still on as well. Um, uh, we actually, our first batch of Scotch Ale didn't make it, so our second batch is, is uh, uh, yeah, we had some yeast issues. So our, our second batch got on a little later than we wanted, but uh, yeah, it's the worst. But uh, it's tasting great. Um, and after that, I, uh, I don't even really know what's coming up next. So I would have to think about it. Uh, at, at Lafayette, we just, we, we just released our newest in our single hop series we've been doing over there. So uh, something that's really fun for us over there is we've been brewing um, beers with a single hop. So we did a Cascade, a Centennial, a Chinook, a Nugget. Uh, we just did a Citra, and then we just released our Columbus. Um, so we have a Columbus single hop. Uh, we call it our XBA series, uh, being more of an experimental pale ale, um, just trying to brew uh, beers with one hop. So not only do we learn what those hops do when you use them exclusively, but our customers can too. Uh, so when they try it, they might say, oh, I, I like Columbus, I like Citra, I like Cask, I prefer this to this. And, and when they see beer descriptions at events like this today, they might see a hop that they recognize from our single hop series and go, oh, I know I really like that hop, and, and they'll be more likely to try those beers. Um, our Teddy's Triple is what we're pouring today. That's part of our Teddy's Big Game series, which is our Imperial series we're doing at Lafayette. Um, the first in the series was uh, an Imperial IPA slash barley wine. Uh, it was a 13.1% barley wine that we brewed that we called uh, Teddy's Big Stick. 
Uh, this one we call Teddy's Triple, and the next we're going to do after this one is a, a Baltic Porter, uh, which will be a, an Imperial Porter that's truly lagered too. Um, so we haven't made that yet. we got a couple weeks probably before we're going to have to brew it, but that'll be sort of the next in that series. Um, we have our coffee vanilla cream stout that we brewed with public coffee, where we actually got them to roast some barley in their coffee roaster. We brew the beer with the coffee roasted barley, then age it on coffee and vanilla beans. <laughs> we've, got, we've got 32 different beers between three locations. So if you can't find something you like, we got a lot. So uh, I'm talking to breweries here where they're like, they got one or two things coming out. <laughs> And then it really, it goes to show how much Chris Herr is, is doing. Hey. Right? It paints a picture of what your life must be like. Yeah, yeah. Add three bands, a wife, and a, and a side business of repairing electronics. And you know, <laughs> you know what I do at any given moment. So, um, uh, And that Harmon Carton looked great. Oh, hey. Dave is happy. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I go, feel free to ask him. Um, no, so, so all that's great. I mean, I... Beer and music, man, could be worse. So, um. Woodcock Brothers Brewing Company, Wilson, New York. Can you tell me what you got going on in the spring and summer? What's coming up? In the spring and summer, what's coming up? Well, right now I've got the Lake Town Brown on. I've got Saving Private Ryan, which was my first commercial recipe that I did myself. So I was very happy with that. And then we've got XPA. We are canning that on Monday, XPA 6.2. And then after that, I'm working on a Irish Red for St. Paddy's Day in March nice. instead of our uh, dry Irish stout. So I'm pretty pumped about that. That's going to be my second recipe that I do myself. So the 6.2 is obviously an iteration on, on 6. Yes. So describe 6 for me. So 6, it was more of a our first canned IPA that we did. And um, it was sweet malty and also had the delicious hops that everybody loves now this version right here is going to be more new england style so it's more pale malts and then we've got some galaxy left over from our last xpa that we did so we've thrown that into one of our xpas and then we've got another kegged version of our xpa 6.2 that we're doing that's going to be more azaka focused and more like that yeah it's going to be pretty juicy and tasty west shore brewing company clarence new york i read it and i'm excited Okay, I, for this one, I originally concocted a recipe that instead of brewing with Belgian rock candy, I was going to brew with powdered sugar and stew prunes in it. And then the night before I brewed, I was like, I have an idea. I'm just going to screw the prunes and throw literally punchki donuts into the boil. And that's what ended up happening. On a 10-gallon batch, I pour, I dump half a dozen donuts in there ripped them up threw them in so prune filled donuts and my thought process was do a belgian yeast that kind of takes and accentuates those plum prune date notes and puts it into a really dry belgian and we'll kind of see what happens it's like a dessert belgian which is something that's but when i was talking to jason about the event he's like you know do something kind of out there and i'm not super creative so that's what i came up with it's not overly sweet. If you think like if you're thinking it's going to be overly sweet, it's not. Dezamba is Polish, so it's it's a major holiday coming yeah. up. So I love. Well, it was Tuesday, so I brewed it uh, Fat Tuesday, and it was Punchki Day was Fat Tuesday. So honestly, my favorite days of the year are St. Patrick's Day, Dingus Day, and Fat Tuesday. And I literally go out, I buy like three dozen donuts, and I drive around and hand them out because I'm weird. Um, 
but I just love that day and I wanted to do something. I thought, to be completely honest, I thought the donut flavor would come through a little more, but it's more of like a sweet with those fruit notes. And if you hold onto it and like warm it up and let it warm to room, te- room temperature, a little bit more of those fruit esters kind of come out. That's awesome. Hey, I want to talk about what Rusty Nickel is doing in the spring and summer. Talk about what you got here. And I got to hear about the Harmon Carden that you brought uh, Chris oh, over here. Oh, electronics over here? Yeah. Yeah, we've been going back and forth with that a little bit. We've been having fun. What do you got, what do you got coming up? Well, you want to talk about what I got here today? Or you want... Sure. All right. What did we brought today was uh, our Hometown Heroes IPA. Yeah. This is our, it's a one-off IPA. It might turn into a full-timer. We'll see. Nice. But there's 10 different hop varieties in this one. And most of the hops are done even past the Whirlpool. We've done them in the chill. So they're putting it at about 150 degrees instead of 212. So it's a different flavor that comes out of it. Lemon drop, Eldorado, Equinot, kind of kind of stuff done on top of a Pilsner malt. Those are all stripper names. Yeah, I know. They're all in there. All right. <laughs> and then the other one was a collaboration brew we did with uh, Sato. Uh, Drew came over and contaminated all my equipment with his uh, bacteria. Yeah, I, he's, he's dumb like a fox. I'm like, why are we doing this at my place? Oh, because it's going to contaminate everything. Yeah, so that's what that is. And uh, so far, people have been saying it's the best sour here today, so I'm hoping that's true. Um, I think it's the only sour here. Is it? Well, I would explain it. <laughs> and then coming up in the spring, well, well, very very soon here, March 17th, St. Paddy's Day, is, of course, the, uh, the biggest party in the South Towns, which is uh, the one we host with um, Ebenezer Railhouse, which will have maybe three, 4,000 people there that day. And we'll be releasing our uh, Irish Red then. So that'll be coming up. Our uh, Double Polar Vortex, uh, Belgian Double, will be coming out very soon. That's made with coconut palm sugar. And we will be doing our Black IPA, even though everyone says it's going out of style. Whenever we put it on, it sells right out. So yeah, they always say, don't do those. They don't sell. Like, ours always sells, so I have to do it. So that's what's coming up. Yeah. So thank you again for listening. Uh, My name is Scott once again. And to recap everything, I guess, this is West New York Brews, Buffalo's Beer and Brewing Podcast. If you wouldn't mind supporting us, uh, check us out on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube.com forward slash WNY Brews, and any other way that you could support WNYBrews.com forward slash support. Again, most of them free, easy, uh, just to get the word out to get more people listening. And... I will see you on the next episode where we're talking to a brand new proposed brewery, a brewery that hasn't opened yet, but a one-eyed cat looking at the northeast Buffalo suburbs just had a tasting event for investors and supporters, and I got to try six of the beers that they're going to have on tap when they eventually open, hopefully uh, end of this year or next year. So that's on the next episode, talking to the brewers over at One-Eyed Cat, the Alexandersons' uh, husband and wife team uh, brewing various styles with some really great beers to show for it. So that's on the next episode. And as always, thank you to the Rearview Ramblers for the use of their song, You Can't Buy Beer with Condolences, to close us out today. Check them out, rearviewramblers.com, on Facebook, on Twitter, or Anywhere you get your live local music, look for the Rearview Ramblers. They're out all the time. Have a wonderful week. Talk to you next time. Because you can.